Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Empire. Thoughts you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, Ray Jeezy, and we're waiting on the homie Will T. We also are part of Empire Media, and you can find us, you can hit us up on AmpireMedia.com. Ray Jeezy Woods, hold on, excuse me, wrong, wrong one, hold on, hold on before we get here, like technical difficulty, technical, technical difficulty, excuse me folks, Ray Jeezy, what's good? Really, you're killing my vibe over here, bro, I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you tonight about, about sports, I'm just trying to tell you my weekend, even my Monday has been dope, today was good too, I've been watching a lot of like college hoops. In addition to just yes, football, man. boxing, it's been a, it was a great weekend, bro. So you already know I'm watching college basketball already. I'm ready for March. I'm ready to come on with that analysis when the tournament in time depth comes, analysis, bro. In depth analysis, homie. In depth analysis. Oh yeah, hey, hey. man. You know I'm boosted. I'm boosted for Turkey Day, bro. You already know how I get down, dog. I can't. I'm. I bought oh, some salmon. Didn't even think about that. You know what I'm saying? I brought some salmon. I got some uh some shrimp. I'm about to stain some shrimp. That's what I'm bringing to the table. You know what I'm saying? We have an uncle. You know, me and Nigerian. That buffalo chicken. Hey, we. Uh, that buffalo chicken salad used to make. Oh, that, oh, oh, wow. I did used to make that. Look at you and your memory, bro. It's amazing. <laughs> I used to do that, yeah. But that shit, I mean, excuse me. I wasn't about to curse. That drink was bomb. <laughs> I actually, I did a, I did a thanks vegan last year. Um, How was that? Vegan with, with some, some homies. Uh, it, it was, it was good, except the tofurkey for real, it was some type of soy based. You know, meat, if you want to call it that, or fake meat. And, yeah, it did not digest very well for anybody who was there. <laughs> but regardless, it was dope. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. I mainly, you know, regardless of how my diet is, I mainly eat plant-based anyway. So we'll yeah. see how Turkey Day turns out for me, quote-unquote. But, yeah. <laughs> brother, if I had to put a theme on this show, it wouldn't even be Thanksgiving-related. It would be Put It to Rest. That would be the name of this show. Oh, yeah, you ain't lying. If I had, if I had to put a theme on it. <laughs> For real, because yeah, you're right. so much is put to rest this weekend. Yeah. Uh, first of all, of course, your man Heineke, he put to rest the Cam Newton argument. I mean, to a certain and extent. Of course, uh, to a certain extent, but my yeah. Man Ter- my <laughs> man Terrence Bud Crawford, he put to rest the argument that he's never dominated a top-tier opponent. Yep. Definitely, definitely. You know what I mean. And Scott Turner put, put the rest, rest put it, put to, put it to rest that maybe he's a yeah, decent he's play there. caller. You know what I mean. So it is what it is, man. Now we just we just got to put. Hakun Wong and he's picked the rest. You gotta beat this dude, man. I already emailed him. I got it out of the way. Hakun, you got your pick, brother. Oh, I haven't done that yet, but it is what it is. He gonna be patiently waiting. 
<laughs> patiently waiting, my man. Hey, Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kahn Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kahn, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search The Urban Sports Scene. This show can also be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. How long is it going to be a new app? Download the Podcast <laughs> DC app to hear all of you know what? Shows, My bad. <laughs> as well as other great content. It's cool. I've got other great content. It's cool. But it's been around for a while. Just download the Podcast DC app. It's not new. It's not new anymore, bro. Of options in local news and health in the DMV region, baby. Let's do it. Ray, Ray basically saying, I got to change the read. So he's right. It's not new anymore. No. <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I did, I did kind of read it today, but I, I went off memory as well. Yeah, I know. I know you did, though. No, I'm saying to read this on the outline. That's all I'm saying, bro. I uh, get you, I though. You. I did. Hey, we'll see what Normie say this, but he's not in the building right now. Let's get into the tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Washington football team defeating Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers and their upcoming Monday night game, Monday night matchup against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. At 8.30, we'll talk about what Ray mentioned, Bud Crawford stopping Sean Porter to retain his WBO welterweight title. Bite down boxing's Reginald Woodson will jump on the show to discuss this with us. Finally, we'll make our week 12 NFL picks. Again, that's something that Ray alluded to. Uh, but first, Sunday, in a revenge game for Coach Rivera, the Washington football team defeated Cam <laughs> Newton. I know, right? Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers, 27-21. Jeezy, your thoughts on the game? Shout out to the Washington football team, of course, and also some guys, including Terry McLaurin, made an appearance at the, at the Wizards game last night. Did not necessarily rub off well on the Washington basketball team. But listen, <laughs> the last time I saw... Washington football team players making appearances and it being notable was when Brian Iraq Paul RG3 showed up at they pulled up at the Miami Heat Wizards game back in twenty twelve, baby. Listen, we getting vibes of that 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 late season run is coming. But anyway, I don't I don't like to be redundant because you know we we part of the Washington football team podcast community. So it's been a lot of jubilant shows. Course, you know, I got yeah. love for everybody out there. Shout out to all our people. Yeah. But I will actually, you know, I'll put out the obvious uh, real quick that yeah. I enjoyed, of course, which is Washington's success on third and fourth down uh-huh. on offense versus one of the top defenses in the league on the road. Yes. And, of course, Terry McLaurin, he's just further ascending to elite status. Yeah. Um, but I talked about this last week, Wale, and uh-huh. it was mentality and that mindset of, you know, what do we have to lose? And we saw that again from this football team this week. In an environment where some teams may have easily folded, especially considering the fact that you fell behind early. Uh-huh. But the Washington football team improved to 3-1 versus the NFC South this season. That was impressive on the road in Carolina. Yeah, I thought that you know the defense continues to improve. That was impressive. I, that's what I'm liking. I'm, I'm liking what they're doing growing off of you know what they've done over the last some odd weeks. Um, I like the way Ron Rivera you know, coached, to be honest with you, as a whole. Um because in early in the game in, in the red zone, you saw Gibson fumble, um, and he, bun- mm-hmm. he pretty much benched him the whole first half, and that made Gibson hungry. And, I, and to me, that he ran the best I've ever seen him run in that second half. I don't care about the yardage; it's just the way he ran the football. He he ran with purpose, 
And it would to me that wouldn't have happened if Ron Rivera didn't bench him because you got to set a tone. You got to show, you know, you got to show your players that you mean business. Like it's it's cool like to go out here and you know, make these poses, make you make when you make big plays and whatnot and kind of feel yourself. But when it's when you mess up, you got to be punished. And I like that Coach Rivera punished him in that drive. I mean that that half, and he learned from and became to me was a better running back, and that will make him a better player. Because he now knows that he can't screw up. Because if he screws up, Coach Rivera is ready to bench you. You know what I mean? He can go to McKissick, who was effective on the run. Like, McKissick was averaging over, like, I want to say about six yards or five or six yards a carry in the game. So, um, to, to be exact, he was averaging at 6.6 yards a carry. So, and he, could, and he went to uh, Jared Patterson a little bit, who had some effective runs. So, it gives a player like Gibson to know, you know what? Hey, I got to step up. I can't be fumbling anymore. So it, it it puts everybody on notice. You mentioned Scary Terry. I mean, he he continues to play good football. Um, elite wide receiver football kind of reminds me of the days of you know you seeing other quarter. I mean, other wide receivers out there without a quote unquote franchise quarterback able to put up those numbers like a DeAndre Hopkins. Um, sometimes you know a bunch of t- before the, uh, Deshaun Watson got into the Texas where he had to kind of go through a plethora of quarterbacks who weren't elite, but he put up numbers. Um, so. It's cool to see, you know, some of these guys ball out and play out at a high level. The whole thing is about being consistent, right? Um, I, I don't want to, like you say, I want to be redundant with all these other podcasts and, you know, throw out all this positive stuff. But at the end of the day, you want to see this team be consistent and you want to see steps moving forward to a place where you can talk about this team proudly, you know what I mean, and mean it and not be scared that it's going to be a negative outcome or something. So uh, they've got to be consistent. they got to keep playing the same way. Um, Coach, I mean, Coach Rivera has – implemented a good game plan in my in my opinion I think he's now coaching like he coached in Carolina he's bringing a physical style of football which this team has kind of adapted to in a kind of finding an identity what's hilarious is with all the positivity it's still some people out there like oh man we in primetime next week but <laughs> you know what's wild that, but- yeah it's wild but even that like Rivera himself is pretty is his record on primetime with this Washington football team has been pretty good so Whatever that means, I think people are kind of like. What is that? Uh, he's like and undefeated. That includes the Philly win too. He's, un, he's undefeated. He's undefeated. undefeated. He's undefeated in prime time with I mean, Washington. So is that is that two and zero? Is that three and zero? What? what uh, they count. They count. It's the. Uh, it's three and zero. I think. I believe yeah, it's like three and zero. Chuck Tapienza. Yeah, I think it's the, lie. You don't know. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's out. It's, no, it's been tweeted. <laughs> like no, real talk has been tweeted. No, it's it's a good record. It's like the Pit, no, the I Pittsburgh game that was moved. The Pittsburgh game that was moved on Monday night. The Philly, the Eagles game. Uh, there's another game. Um, the the Giants game of right, this well, season. Then, the Giants game this season. Um, don't, don't get ahead of yourself because you you had swagger coming to the season. It, Although the Giants listen, game this season, the team is yeah. making a push, uh-huh. and, and 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 now you you hopefully will learn from last year that you don't count a team out because yeah. as you can see, if you get to 500, you're right there in the thick of things. But going back to Antonio Gibson real quick, getting the, the Darnell Jefferson treatment. You know who Darnell Jefferson is right. That name sounds familiar. That's the. Oh, uh, you ain't have you ain't have cable. My bad. Growing up, that's oh, the, the program. Sorry, the program. program. The program. I know you talking, bro. I don't, I don't I, did watch it. Yeah, I did watch it, bro. Watched yeah, it a, and, a few and times. College, that, that DVD was circulating. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it was. Fact, I'm sure, I'm shut sure up. You saw it. I saw it. I saw it before college. You jerk. You saw it on WBCA. No, I saw it before college. You jerk. I saw the I saw the radar and edition of it. Go ahead, man. Continue, bro. Okay, so. You, you mentioned Antonio Gibson being punished because it's been a consistent issue, him fumbling. Uh-huh. But did you peep during the broadcast when he came back in? Of course, he ran well. 
but he still held the ball kind of low. That one run. So, that one run you're talking about. Yeah, well, I know. Okay, exactly. So let's point on that one run. Does that mean that moving forward, kind of like Tiki Barber had to do in his career, he's going to need some extra coaching or he's going to need someone to take him aside and work with him, oh, specific on ball security, yeah. high and tight almost. Like like I said, like C.B. Barber, you think that's going to be – He got to do that in the offseason. He's in on move He got to do that in the offseason. Off he don't got time. Like, he got to ah. change just hold the way he holds the football. But that's got to be in the offseason because that's his repetition. That's something he's going to have to practice. Like you said, the program, like that dude is pretty much carrying the football <laughs> throughout the, the whole day. Uh, so it's something that he's going to probably have to do in the offseason. But I, I saw a different, I saw a difference in terms of when he hit the hole. He, it's in most of the game, he, he, he wrapped up, but you're right though. I mean, he's still loose with the ball. Like he's loose with the ball, but he, you saw a change. Like throughout the season, I don't think anybody peaked game. Like he's been running that way without even putting two hands on the football. You saw at times when he was going through those holes and he was hitting it, he was hitting the holes hard that he would put two hands on the football for most of that game in the second half. So the message the message was clear. You know what I mean? It, nobody want to lose the bag, bro. Like, nobody want to lose their position. If he loses the starting position, getting losing time, he ain't getting that bag no more. And and I, and I of all the love for Jared Patterson and McKissick, I ain't going to lie. You know, I'm ha- I've am i been tough on Gibson. But he is, when he's when he's running the right way, he is the best running back on the team. Like, I, I, I see it. Like he is the best running he, back. He's so talented. Yeah, and you see it. You, you see it, bro. Like you see it. It's not even. I'm not going in front. Like I like Jerry Tapatiston. He's it's a good story, but he's he's better. He's way better. He just has to cover. He just has to wrap up when it comes to like covering that football. He has to wrap up. So emphasis on running the football. We've mm-hmm. been all preaching it as analysts, as fans, and Scott Turner is now starting to implement it, and it's. Paying dividends. I'm loving the Smash Mouth football. Uh-huh. Those these long sustained drives. Well, like, we've been talking about this since the preseason, so uh-huh. it's coming to fruition, and it's not too late because you still got the majority of the division games down the road. This was another good showing, and I'm hoping it'll continue the momentum come this uh, this this Monday night. Facts. So for you, Ray Gigi, um, if you had to give a player a game ball, who would you give it to? Oh, you know, I already put this out here. I got Terry McLaurin. Oh, yes, and I, I thought initially that, that Chase was the leader on the team, right? Uh-huh. But Terry just being reliable, durable, because he got injured during the game, but he came right back in uh-huh. and, and played well. And he's also the most consistent in terms of productivity. I mean, we're talking five receptions, uh-huh. over 100 yards, and a touchdown. And somebody hit me with this on Sunday. They said, look, Terry's a third-round pick, but he's the best receiver in his draft class. And I couldn't argue. I'm looking at Debo Samuel. Yeah. I'm looking at Hollywood Brown, who, of course, drafted ahead of them. We're Nicole talking about Brown. first-round draft picks. I'm like – A.J. Brown. Know, AJ, I mean, Brown, too. Season. I mean, Brown from uh, Tennessee. He was in the same draft class. Mm, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I could argue that. that D.J. Metcalf, too. I think Terry might be – DJ Metcalf. Th- do you think Terry's the best receiver in that draft? Class? I think that he's the he's the one that's. Pl- it's hard to judge. I think he's the best. I'm being biased. I think, I'll, I'll say that I could be biased. Okay. Um, but I couldn't argue. With, that's all I'm. Saying. But this is my thing. Like all those dudes that we mentioned have good quarterback mm-hmm. play. Like I am very interested to see Terry that's with good quarterback so play. That's what makes it different than anybody else. That's why I think he's the best in the class because, like, I can't say that these dudes like AJ Brown. Um, DJ Metcalf, all the I don't think they put up the same numbers without those caliber of quarterbacks. Like they have decent even Ryan mm-hmm. Tannehill is respectable. Like, but this dude has seen a revolving door of quarterback quarterbacks like Alex Smith. He had the, he had Case Keenum. He had um 
uh, excuse Haskins. me, Haskins. He's had this season. Mm-hmm. Look, look, he's had this Taylor Heineke, Heineke uh, Kyle Allen. <laughs> like, dude, Allen, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he still puts up numbers. That's numbers. That's why when I mentioned the um comparison to um to to um DeAndre Hopkins, like that's when I always told folks, like, you know, it's always, always, I was always like, it's between DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Like, but I will not argue because DeAndre Hopkins has no quarterback. And Julio got Matt Ryan, who could throw the football. Like, so I was always like, if you make the argument that DeAndre Hopkins is better than Julio, I won't argue with you because I think like that dude don't have a quarterback. Like that dude puts up numbers regardless. Without with piss poor mm-hmm. quarterback player. So the same thing applies to me here with 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 um Scary Terry. You know, usually you see quarterbacks put up astronomic numbers when they, I mean, wide receivers when they have these really good quarterbacks. Devontae Adams has Aaron Rodgers. And when Aaron Rodgers is out, I, I, and people can look up the stats. When Aaron Rodgers is out, Devontae Adams ain't the same Devontae Adams. He's not the same Devontae Adams. Um, you saw the difference with, well, I mean, Randy Moss is great for whatever, but when Randy Moss went to Oakland, he was, he was piss poor. I mean, in terms of stats. He whoa, goes, whoa. in terms of, in terms of stats. I'm saying stats. I'm not saying his play, because he played back. No it was a drop off. Look at the stats, bro. He like a, a compared to what he normally does. Like it's a big drop off. Um, then he goes play. Yeah. Then he go. He plays with with who? He plays with um Tom Brady. Boom. Look at um. Look what's happening. What happened with Odell Beckham playing with uh Baker Mayfield? I'm just saying, like, bro. It's but this dude scary. It don't matter. He gonna put up numbers. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's attributed to just the fact that he's a flat-out beast that works on his craft and he's just an ultimate team guy and or the coaching staff putting him in a position to succeed as well. But I know Heineke loves to get that man the ball, period. You know why? It don't even matter, bro. Like, this is the thing. The coaching staff, like, if a defense want to take you out, typically if you got to be double, you're getting double. Ain't nothing you really – if you can double wide receiver, he has no weapons. (laughs) Tom, I'm going to go like uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick does it. He does it a lot. Like he'll double you and make somebody else beat you. And for some strange reason, even when your second, your first, your other receiver is somebody like Cam Sims, it's like it's not like he's playing alongside somebody who's dynamic on the other side. It's usually just wow. him. Like I'm being perfect. He, there you go. Yeah. That's, that was my biggest point. Even yeah. when guys go down around him, but don't play well. He's right, still there. He still put him numbers. So I, I, I appreciate this man. Like I said, game ball. He might be the MVP of the season for this team. Yeah. But I didn't even give you a chance to say who your game ball. No, I mean I think Scary was good one. I mean I was going to go with uh, if I had to give a game ball to somebody, uh, I would give it to, to Heineke um, because he answered the call three touchdown passes. Um, and you know, it's a lot of pressure in the game. I mean, that, it was his homecoming to a certain extent, but that was overblown. I don't care. I hate when people say that. Um, he, nobody, nobody, Carolina cared about Taylor Heineke like that. But um, you know, over two, yeah, two hundred six yards, and he played a smart football game. Still the luckiest quarterback I've ever seen in terms of getting certain certain passes through. But um, I would give it to Taylor Heineke, and I'll give you no know one. I give a special game ball to Scott Turner. I know everybody thinks I hate on the dude, but I give a special game ball to Scott Turner. I think he coached a, a hell of a game in terms of. You like in terms of playing a physical football game because you got to play when you play a defense like the Carolina Panthers, and you know you got Cam Newton out there who everybody's like you know everybody's geeked up for. He played well, and you know you were able to kind of go through all those emotions and still put it put in your you put in put in your print in that game. Uh, it, it was I thought Taylor Heineke stepped Taylor Heineke stepped up tremendously in that football game, so I give him a game ball. 
Sweet. I'm not going to hate on Hideki. And I know that Will T is not here, but <laughs> speaking of the man you mentioned, he threw three TDs. Has his last two performances changed your opinion on him? I'm going to let you go first yeah. because I've been consistent about homeboy since before he even started yeah. a game going back to last season where Alex Smith was hobbled. But go ahead, Wally. Um, it's, it, it's changed a little bit. I just feel like there's a little bit of, of – uh, there's, there's, there are certain things involved for me to – that changed my mind with them just for this football team is that one, you're not putting all the pressure on him. You're all running the football a lot more. Um, you're playing more of a ball control game, but he is answering the bell, making some plays within the plays he's, you know, he's out, he's out, he's asked to make. Um, I believe he threw, I think again, he didn't, his yards in this football game against Carolina was only like 206 yards and he only threw the ball 22 times. I think that's a formula to win with Taylor Heineke. You're not asking him to throw the ball 40 times. You're asking him to throw the ball 20 times, which is good. Like I feel like you give him, if he does that, manages, manages the football game, run, runs when he needs to run, um, make some special plays, you know, with in between that. You can win football games. My issue has always been that you put too much on him. If you're treating, and I said this, I'm I'm going to sound redundant, but I don't care. If you treat him like he's um, an elite quarterback, throwing the ball 40, 50 times, then you're going to have an issue. Like then you're going to have an issue with the bad Taylor Heineke. But if you limit it, you run the football with three individuals. You got an opportunity to win football games, my man. Brother, it's called execution. And you know what? I can't give Taylor Heineke all the credit yeah. because I do believe the change with the red zone success in comparison to, like, the Broncos and Green Bay mm-hmm. games, I do think Scott Turner made yes. some adjustments. Yeah. And you're speaking of it, running the football. But Heineke made big plays with his legs, yep. extended drives. And he also – that DeAndre Carter touchdown was one of the most impressive that I've seen yeah. him Bro. throw this season because he had to hang in there uh-huh. and he found the open guy wide open at uh-huh. that and he didn't need to he didn't need to throw a bullet he lofted it right there in the end zone it was perfect and that's a huge difference when you're getting seven points instead of three or potentially zero because you know the kicking game hasn't been hasn't been good this season although maybe that's changing now yeah but like I said I've been excited about him from the time I advocated for him to play in that playoff game from the time that he actually went out there and put his heart and laid everything on the field against Tampa in that playoff game. Because, well, we said this about him the whole time. We've been consistent about him competing. He's always going to compete, and and he has the support of the locker room. Everybody loves the way he plays the game, and that's the most important. The only reason I mentioned recently that he should be benched is because I thought Washington, I I could not guess what they were going to do next with mm. the kicking situation with some of the person that moves that Ron made. So I'm like, I, I, I guarantee that Kyle Allen is going to be inserted in the lineup following the bye week. I just mm. knew it, but I got to give coach Rivera credit in the fact that he stuck with Heineke. But my opinion hasn't changed on him. He plays hard. He gives you a chance to win. And if your defense was who they were supposed to be from the beginning, we might be having a whole different conversation yeah. about where the team is in the standings. Yeah, but so it, I, Heineke yeah. wasn't supposed to be that dude. And now he's doing – just what you need him to do. You already said it. Yeah, no, and and I think that the defense, like there are certain things. There's a lot. I just a lot of ego, bro. A lot of ego within players and coaches. The reason why the defense hasn't performed the way it it's now performing. Arrogant. It's arrogance, bro. Like it's all it is, man. It's Rick Martell arrogance. We make a joke. We, we personally make this joke all the time about Rick Martell. Wrestling fans know what it t- what time it is, but yo, that's what it is, man. It's some Rick Martell arrogance, bro. Like. With some of these players and coaches, man, and there's no way reason why this defense. Should, I'm not even saying like should be as good as it is now, but the way they were playing last season, 
I mean, last season, excuse me, the first half of the season, um, compared to what it is, like, they all they had to do is play a little bit of the way they're playing now in the beginning por- portions of this season, and they would be, they would have won about, at least about a couple more games added to this. Like, this is what the defense was supposed to be, and to be, and even the offense, the offense had coached it up to a point where that this quarterback wasn't throwing a football X amount of times, they would have been in a better situation because the defense would have been off the field. Offenses would have, the offense would have had long scoring drives. And I think I saw something on Twitter that stated that, you know, Ron Rivera talked to Scott Turner about, you know, play calling and th- things of that sort. So they've had discussions with Jack, dealt with Jack Del Rio as well too. So I'm not putting out Scott, Scott Turner, both individuals. And, there has been some improvement. There's been a change. Like, I don't care what's any, there has been a change in philosophy that I think we all have seen that. And when I mentioned that earlier in this, in the segment that they're playing more physical, that this didn't come out the blue. Like they've been playing more. I mean, um, they've been playing more physical after the, out, um, well, it's been out the blue, to be honest with you. They've been playing more physical after <laughs> the bye. Like it is like after the bye, they've been way more physical, like way more physical. So I think that, um, if if Turner, I mean, if um, Rivera did talk to Turner and uh, and um, Del Rio, it worked, and that and he deserves credit for that as well. So, uh, but hey, Ray, do you think that real quick about Scott Turner? Do you have any change in terms of him as an OC? Do you think he's like that dude, or do you think he's still the same dude we think he is, and we're not taking him off the hook? No, I don't think I don't think it's fair. If a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who has years of true facts, coaching success, and a big and a, a large body of work, I think we need to see more than just a few games. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got to continue to be more consistent. But of course, shout out to the homie Big Doug, the, the league. Oh man, he loves and him. Many around the league, they're high on him. Big Doug loves him. I don't care about many league. Big Doug loves that dude. I don't know why he loves him too much. This is, this <laughs> is just validating their opinions that he is that guy. For me. um, you know, if I played well for two games, would you give me credit? Probably Max. not. You say, come on, keep it yeah. going. So I'm not going to say that just yet. I want to be consistent. There's nothing wrong with identifying that these last two games, the offense has performed much better. But, yes. dude, we're not the offensive geniuses. Me and Wole aren't, but we've been telling you to run the football. <laughs> and now you're doing it, and now look what's happening. Look exactly. So maybe we need some credit, on it. Facts, bruh. Facts. Maybe we deserve the bag. Hey, you, you're listening to the <laughs> Earth is Sports so part of Amphipire Media at AmphipireMedia.com. All right, man, Monday night, Washington takes on Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle hasn't played, played that well um, so far this season, but is this a game that Washington should win? Hey, well, well, I know Will just jumped on. Yeah. Will, we still talking to Washington football team, baby. He's he a Washington fan. Fish. He can jump well, in. He is. Um <laughs> But what I'm going to say to that is Seattle knows that they cannot win their division. Uh-huh. They know that the, the the Arizona Cardinals or the Los Angeles Rams are going to win that division. So Washington, they're going to be in your way in trying to possibly uh, get that wild card spot in the playoffs. So they're going to come in a desperate football uh-huh. team, and a desperate football team is a scary football team. However, if Colt McCoy can have success against this defense, against this Seattle defense, Facts. then why can't Taylor Heinz? So true. Hey, right now we we have bite down boxes. Reginald Woodson on the line. What's good, Wood? And Wood, you can jump. Like Ray said, you can jump into this conversation. So let me. I'm gonna peg you with this question too, man. Is this a game that Washington should win? They're playing the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night. Is this a game they should win? 
I think if they want to be what they want to be, I think they got to look at it that way. Uh-huh. You know, the team the team has to start. Uh, you know, like I think we chopped it up online a couple times, uh-huh. but it's it's crucial for for every team in the league. You got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. You got to get one or two upsets, and then um, you know you got to go 500 against the teams that are better than you or something. You know, it's a formula to all of this. And uh-huh. I think they got to look at this as a game we should win. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely like, – but like Ray said, this team is going to be – Seattle's going to be hungry. And anytime you got, you know, that dude at, the, at a quarterback position, and Russell Wilson is that dude, and he's coming off that finger injury, I'm sure that's one of the main reasons why he's kind of struggling. But – um you know, you 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 know, you, if I'm Seattle, you're gonna be confident enough to say, you know what, we can go in here and beat Washington. Uh, but on the flip side, like Ray just said, if I'm Taylor Heineke and you saw what Colt McCoy just did to that offense, you're thinking to yourself, like, I can make some plays. You know what I'm saying? But I I, I would de- I would definitely put it on Scott Turner to say, hey, don't try to have this dude throw 40 times because you saw Colt McCoy put up numbers. Stick with the same game plan, run the football, win the time of possession, and um. And then, you know, use some play action and then have sprinkle in some, um, Taylor Haneke special plays. And Taylor Haneke, don't be scared to tuck that ball under and run with the football and get some positive yardage. But, but yeah, um, I think it's a winnable game myself. Uh, on Facebook, um, we also, we also tweeted these, this question on our social media platforms such as, uh, Twitter, Urban, at Urban Sportsing and on our Urban Sportsing Facebook page. Uh, Facebook comment from the homie George said, this is a game they ought to win, but we've seen a few Sundays, Sunday and Monday night games that fell in that category and they lost them. Keep the same formula, <laughs> dominate the time of possession by using all three running backs and getting, get an efficient game from Heineke. Spot on. You know what I'm saying? Spot, Spot on. on. Spot on. Like, you know, run, run your three headed monster. Uh, Gibson, run with that same energy that, you know, when you fumbled and you came back in that second half, run with that same energy, and then I think they'll be all right, man. I, I, I think this is, a, this is a game, a very winnable game. But um, actually, let's just jump. We don't got to go to break. We can jump right into um, the segment, the next segment. You know, we brought in Wood because, you know, a big boxing fight went down. A big outcome went down. You had Terrence Bud Crawford retaining his WBO welterweight championship by T.K. Owen, Sean Porter in the 10th round. It was a dynamic fight. Uh, in the beginning, it looked like it was going any which way. But, you know, the, the, the cream rises to the top. And um, to me, you may have the best pound for pound, I mean, Walter weight in the game in Terrence Bud Crawford. Put, put, up. put, it, put the stuff to rest. I'm put saying. The stuff to rest. Facts, bro. So it is what it is. So, hey, hey um, Wood, you wrote. On an article on bitedownboxing.com about, you know, about this fight. Can you summarize, uh, can you summarize a little bit about what you wrote about the fight? Yeah, the article was basically, you know, I, I didn't post it, uh, the night of the fight. So I tried to use the first half of it to do a recap for uh-huh. anybody who didn't watch the fight. So I kind of tried to condense, you know, 10 rounds of action into kind of the, uh, it was kind of a tale of two, uh, you know, two halves uh-huh. with the first uh, five rounds kind of being. I, I had it four or two for Porter after the first uh, okay. six rounds, and then I think, um, you know, I think he just kind of um, ran out of um, you know options and, and new ways to um, to get inside and kind of maintain the momentum that he that he had over the first portion of the fight. And in those last four rounds, I just feel like he. Um, he was kind of neutralized, and uh-huh. I think once 
he was only credited, and I, I don't. I, I put some some CompuBox stats in the article. Uh, I don't. I don't rely on those a hundred percent. I think, but you know, they are. Uh, they do factor into the the, the story of the fight. Uh-huh. And uh, he was only credited with landing one jab over the from the sixth round on. And uh, being that he's a shorter guy, he didn't get inside where he needed to be. And then without being effective with the jab, that was going to make that pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we all know what the, 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 the outcome was. You know, Kenny Porter stepped up on the, the apron after the second knockdown and said, hey, all those jokes y'all had on uh, Zab Judah all these years with the stanky leg, we're not going to do that with my son. <laughs> we're not having that. Uh, we're going to get up out of here. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Have a good night. You know, he, oh, he, he did his own thing. Uh, but then in the second half of the article, you know, I tried to take a look at uh, what's next, kind of briefly. And I think, um, you know, none of us really need to see you guys, uh, Danis, you guys, the WBA champion. None of us really want to see uh, him in the mix with them three, uh, along with Errol Spence Jr. Uh-huh. being the three champions of the division. Uh, and plus, people can't forget, you guys is kind of tied up for potentially two fights with the WBA trying to sort out its champion. Uh-huh. So he's really not available unless there's some kind of politicking that goes on and they make it work. But right now he's scheduled to fight. I believe Amantis Stanionis is the uh, the person that he has, and what they've created is, is kind of like a final four, uh, you know, between four fighters to get to their champion. So that would be one fight right there for him already. And then if he beats Stanionis. He would face the winner of uh, Butayev, and I cannot think of the other cat's name in that in that mix. I apologize, uh. but um, so he's kind of off the he's kind of off the uh, the chessboard for right now. Um, so that moves us into EJ and Bud Crawford. Uh, you know the thing that that lines up good for us was that EJ was at this fight. He was ringside. No, he didn't come into the ring. No, he didn't do any media, from what I can tell, except for with the YouTuber guys. But, um, you know, that shows that there's some interest in the fight. <clears throat> and then the other chip that kind of fell into place was that in the post-fight press conference, uh, Bud Crawford mentioned that he'll be moving on, uh, separating or parting <laughs> ways with uh, his longtime promoter, Top Rank. Uh, so that's no longer going to be an uh, issue. And it just comes down to, you know, how do, how do these guys talk and make this happen? Uh, how did how did they how did they get this fight made? Um, and you know we got Spence who's been inactive. He came on. He's coming off of an eye uh, procedure. Uh-huh. Uh, so what what does boxing does it do the right thing for once? That's the question uh-huh. that we always like to ask. We're moving in the right direction. This fight was evidence of that. And you said a whole lot there, Wood. By the way, it's good to have you, brother. I ain't talked to you since the roundtable discussion we had a few months back. But Letitia Crawford posted today on Twitter, why do, think, why, do, why do people think that Errol Spence has more power than Bud? And speaking of Errol Spence, of course, who you talked about, he posted, if I was Sean, I wouldn't pay my daddy, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you think about... What did you think about Kenny Porter stepping in? Were you surprised by it is what I need to know. 
I am because you know you guys talk a lot about baseball. You cover baseball on the USS, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, you know Kenny Porter broke a um, an unwritten uh, an unwritten law. You know baseball is full of those. Yeah, uh, he broke an unwritten law in boxing. You know uh, his son was not badly impaired and and, and staggering around and uh, you know not coherent and whatnot, and. We just see this man punching the the, the mat, I mean the canvas and, yeah, and getting so pissed mad. off. I know he was so and mad. And then you step up and intervene. So I think one th- one thing that I don't like about it is you can't um you know they don't they don't pull who was that a couple of weeks ago that Tom Brady and them beat the hell was it Atlanta? Uh, somebody they, it was somebody that they smoked a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was Dallas beating Atlanta. Somebody just smoked them. It was Dallas. They it was Dallas. Pull, it was Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't pull Ezekiel and um and, and Dak yeah. off the field and, and Cooper and all of those guys. Um, you just you got people who pay airfare to get out there. You have people that that reserve rooms and pay for, you know to be up in the, uh, the 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 casinos and the resorts and whatnot. You just can't take away that money shot moment from boxing like that. Yeah, and that's that. That's what made it so weird to me. What you mentioned, Wood, because I had it going into that round, the knockout round. I had it. I had I had Bud up three rounds. I'm at that particular yep. point in time. Um, yep. Some people had it closer. I had, I had Bud up three rounds. Um, but like you said, like usually, you know, when somebody gets knocked down, even it was twice, it wasn't. Like he was still coherent. Like you, you, he had all his limbs. He wasn't wobbling. He was, he was good. And especially when you're a soldier like Sean Porter, where you know what I mean. You don't want to take that away from somebody who doesn't quit. Like he's still gonna go all in at you. You know what I mean. The fight ain't over till it's over. Um, I was just surprised his dad, his father, like stopped the fight because I mean we didn't argue. We wasn't gonna argue if that would say what happened to Deontay Wilder because he just looked the part. Like right, he looked like he was done. And he was still fighting on his shit, but he looked like he was done. Like, folks were scared for Deontay Wilder, even though right. he was still throwing. But they were scared for him because he just didn't look like he should be in the ring. Um, but, right. but, but, um, Porter, it was to a point where, bro, like, you still, like, you still in it. Like, you still are coherent. And also on other cards, I mean, there was a card where before that round, I think one judge had him down a round. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Alright, you're gonna stop the fight and you never know what's what can happen later on. I was just to me, I was like, yo, man, that it's just a bad look. I didn't like it the way cause you're taking away from a little bit, not all of it, but a little bit of what Bud did. Like Bud was great, he was spectacular, like he was amazing. Like I said, he's to me he's the number two welterweight in the game. Um, but I don't like let him let him finish him off, finish him off. If it's like that, let him finish him off. One more knockdown, your son's out anyway. Like one more knockdown, it's a TKO for real. So to me, I'm like, bruh, like, he are, he was alright. I didn't like it. I didn't like the look. And then your father, and then when your father comes out and says that, well, basically, I ain't like the way he trained, so I, you know, I'm punishing him. I'm like, bruh, this is boxing. This is ain't, this, this ain't, you ain't grounding your son. This ain't him at 10 years old. This is boxing. Alright? He's out there. You know what I'm saying? And Andre Ward and everybody thought that he looked the best he, he looked, you know, period. I would argue that. I thought he looked really good, but I, I've seen him look better other nights but he was good he he was regular sean porter and bud did some things to confuse him um but yeah that i just felt like i didn't like that look I, that that really pissed me off like that whole that was just hey, a bad look. 
Well, let me tell you a little secret. Rolade is not like stoppages. You remember Miguel Burchell? <laughs> he was just getting destroyed. And oh, Rolade was like, why they go? Why, why stop? And then he got knocked out cold right after But that was different, though, bro. Like this, Sean. But are you right? I don't like stoppages. I don't. You're right. I don't. They clearly should have stopped that fight. What? But I'm just saying, I, I agree with yeah. you on this one. That Sean Porter could have fought on, and he probably would have got dropped again, to be honest. Yeah, and like you said, I'm serious. Over with. So what? I don't disagree, but I'm just throwing it out there to the listeners because I if a fighter them. doesn't I have their faculties, I'm all for it. Yeah. But if they seem like they're there, I'm with it. So, yeah, it, w- it was surprising. Um, Kenny Porter, I don't understand sometimes. <laughs> and I know Sean Porter. I know I know Sean Porter has a lot going on. He's always on TV. Yes. He started his own pod. So, he was already transitioning for his mm-hmm. post-fight, you know, uh, career and the, the, the moves he's going to make to continue to earn income beyond his fighting days, which is great. And he's awesome on TV, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's fought yeah. everybody. But that was the most bizarre thing I've seen because Sean Porter, he's been in many battles, many battles. And I've never seen anything right. close to Kenny Porter thinking that he's going to step in and throw the talent. So yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird stoppage, but. Regardless of all credit to Bud, it's all credit to Bud. I'm not taking any. I just don't like that look for for Bud. For Bud, to be honest with you, I just, I thought like let let him finish him off, like let him finish him off. And then on the flip side, and Ray, I'll just go ahead. And on the flip side, then right after you're going to announce you're retiring, like come, like I'm like what, like what really? Is this what we're doing? Yeah, I, I I agree with that though. Yeah, but it's not like. I don't know, bro. I don't like the look. I'm yeah. Never mind. It, it is what it is. I don't like but, the look. But he made he made a good point. He's like, I done lost to Thurman, Spence, and now Crawford. So I'm, what else I'm a next? gatekeeper at this point. Yeah. And that's not who I am. And, and we gotta love him as a, as boxing fans and analysts because he didn't duck nobody. He fought the best. Yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah, what? Yeah, go ahead. You know, we got people that gamble a lot on boxing too, man. And and that's another <laughs> aspect. Yeah. You know, that's that's uh, I don't put money on fights because of stuff like this. Yeah. But you got mm. that. You have that too. And then, like you said, to go and um, to go and say, like I said on my my recap video, uh, and then you got pay per view. Yes. Like when the when the when when the Super Bowl is trash, it don't matter. We didn't pay nothing to watch it. We mm-hmm. didn't pay to see it. Like <laughs> pay per views have to go off, you know, with some type of integrity, man, because. Yeah. A sister commented on my video that uh, she watched the fight for free, that she found a link. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn, you know, I put down my $70 for this. <laughs> <laughs> I walked to the friend's house, so I, I didn't pay either. But go ahead, continue. Don't, my mess, man. With Don't mess with the link. <laughs> go ahead, Wood. Like, I, I don't mess with I, I'm like, damn, she wouldn't have got the link. She ain't never had no link with that link. <laughs> hey, yo, go ahead, Wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, and, and you know what? Hey, Will, I do appreciate that that you bring out this point because boxing is a business, and it's a business in my eyes that has not necessarily maximized top dollar because they don't put together the best fights. So you're totally right about that. You know, I never thought about that when it came to the stoppage. So interesting. Shout out to to Will Tito, our, our other co-host. He called it tenth round knockout for Porter. I mean, for um, Crawford, and I said Porter never gets knocked out. Ain't no way. I just knew it was going to go to the scorecard, and that's where I was concerned about Bud. But it looked like he was winning. On, he was winning on every card. So, listen, it all it, it wouldn't matter regardless, but still spectacular fashion. And now that pushes Bud. I mean, not Bud. It pushes Errol into a corner because Errol was hating a little bit. I I, I felt like he was cool about the whole thing, 
but at the same time, you now there's no there's no arguments. With Kell Brook, he fought Terrence, Terrence Crawford fought Kell Brook later on. So yeah, he knocked him out quicker than you did. But this fight, man, that's tough. Yeah, you know, and and, and, and this triangulation stuff and. Who fought? Who win? And who had an injury here? Uh-huh. And who had a whose wife was pregnant during training camp? And, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 whose flight got canceled? And who went to whoever else's fight? Who shoved who in the crowd? Like all of this stuff. This is why we need the fight to happen. Like yeah. me and uh, me and Wale rock with uh, Michigan. Yeah. You know what if Michigan and Ohio State this weekend just said, you know what, man. We both ten and one. Uh, we ain't playing. You know, we 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 gonna cancel this weekend's game and uh, we gonna figure out another way. We gonna let this marinate. So you know, it doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah, facts. You know what I mean? You want people want this. You know what I mean? They want this. And and and, and actually, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. What I one thing that I mentioned in the second half of the article was this is a this this fight and the outcome of it. You know, because it was a mutual opponent. Uh, and, and and one who came into the ring, you know, 100. Uh-huh. percent This this turned the tables to a degree. Like sure. now, uh, Errol Spence Jr., your victories, your victories at 147 really don't. It doesn't lock up supremacy in the division for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, you've been there. You've been there your whole career, and and yada yada yada. But it's like, what has to happen? For you to get pissed off and tell Al Heyman, look, bruh, the streets, the streets is saying different things, man. Make the make that fight. I need that fight. He's sitting here trying to talk about let's do uh he out here throwing empty invitations to Canelo next year in the AT and T Stadium. <laughs> this man is gone to cruiserweight, bro. Like he ain't no bargaining chips. He ain't really into you like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yo, so Wood, I- I'm gonna ask you one more question because hopefully while we got you on, if Wale's cool with it, I want to get your thoughts on Tank, who has a fight yeah, coming definitely. up cool. um, this weekend, and also um, we got JoJo and Devin coming up the weekend after next. So real quick, I know you're not too big on the pound for pound list, but Terrence Crawford, at least you know ESPN, he's always been right, but he's been behind Canelo these last several months. Uh, do you think he solidified that spot right behind Canelo with his win over Porter? You know, I I never try to like put myself <laughs> out there as this boxing genius. You know, I, it, it's a the, the closest boxing gym to me is an hour away in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Um, I think this fight it wasn't it wasn't the way that we it, it wasn't the type like in, straight up comparison to Spence and um, Porter that was a war. Yeah, it went to war. Um, mm-hmm. This right here was like a SEAL team extraction job where there was no mass <laughs> casualties and all. It was a real precision operation that really just it left me sitting here like, I, what did I watch? And then with <laughs> Kenny Porter intervening, it's like, what what do I make of that? Yeah. Uh-huh. So it, it kind of really messes up how I look at things. Um, I don't know, man. I'll probably have Canelo still at uh at number one, in my opinion, just because mm-hmm. he's, he's, you know, he's um he's he's went up a couple of different weights, and um and, and, 
But I don't know, man. I, I'm the yielder him. I can't really give him credit for that fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BJ Saunders, you know, was 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 doing but a man, little four. But I mean, four. Like, was that four in a, in a year? Was it four uh, fights? In but a year? but he's fi- he's fighting. That's the point. He fights. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. When last time we saw uh, Terrence Crawford in the ring, it was during the the heart of the pandemic against right, Hill right. Brook in a stadium with nobody. So. That's, right. that's what makes Canelo so impressive. And he fought Triple G when yeah. Triple G was the man. So it's you're just, right. You're right. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I don't have to still put – um, you know, and Canelo is – I mean, they're kind of in, in the same um, – they kind of had the same approach to where they're really not trying to outbox you per se as much as they – they they, uh, they want to finish you. They, yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they, set up, they set up their finishes well. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's – not everybody in that top group is able to do that. And these, these are the two. Now, you got uh, Inouye out there who some people have in their top three. Uh-huh. Uh, way is just like, that dude is, is he's, a, he's a different animal <laughs> that's finishing people too. But uh-huh. um, I'd probably still go Canelo as number one pound for pound. And you would have Bud too, though. Yeah, too. And, you have Bud, too. and you have Bud too. Yeah, I have Bud. I have Bud second. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think, that, I think that's fair. Like Bud's too. He's the second power round. So Wood. Um, again, I mentioned Javante Tank Davis. Uh, obviously, his fight is coming up. Uh, that's the same weekend as, as Devin Haney, Jojo Diaz. Isaac Cruz is now filled in, of course, for Rollie's crazy behind. If you follow him on social media, you already know what this dude is into. He had like an OnlyFans posted at some point. But anyway, what? Cruz is a what? big puncher. <laughs> yeah, Rolly's a wild dude anyway. But Cruz is a big puncher. However, I don't think he can outbox Javante. I think Javante is going to put him to sleep as well. What are your thoughts about that fight? Javante is a star. And Al Heyman, he's got, he's got some guys that if he does his business right, you just mentioned that mega fight that we should be in Vegas to see, by the way, if, if Crawford – Spence goes down to Vegas. We need to be there. But yeah, he's got Javante, who's also a star. Javante always puts on the show. What do you think about him facing Isaac Cruz? Who can punch? Not maybe as hard, but nearly as hard as he can. You know, shout out to Cruz for stepping up. Um, mm-hmm. Might even be a better fight, in my opinion. I think Roley would have oh, yeah. really got embarrassed. And we would have <laughs> saw how crude of a boxer Roley is. And mm-hmm. it... it that wouldn't even been entertaining for me. Uh, Cruz, you know, an action guy, um, mm. and you get that. Um, I don't, you know, he's Latino. Uh, I think he, what is he from Mexico? <laughs> you get that? I, I, I don't know. You gonna go with this now? Like we gonna go there? Go Where you trying to go with yeah, this? Where you trying to go? I'm African. Okay. No, no, no. But I know I'm what saying. you mean. Like that, that war, that war mentality. You know, I'm messing with you. Know, I'm messing with you. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, true. God. That's a fact. You ain't saying nothing wrong. That's a fact. They are like right. Yeah. But I think um, you know, the thing is, Javante is one of the hardest punchers in the game. Uh-huh. He can box, but he 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 entertains. You know, he's a bit of a dude. He's a bit of a savage, and yeah. so it's not about really winning pretty. Uh, he's constantly looking to uh, land the big shots and get these guys out of here. Cruz doesn't have any tail of the tape or athleticism or hand speed advantages to speak of or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be good while it lasts, but I just think he's going to be outgunned in this one. And, uh, you know, it's another exciting win for uh, for Javante. But, you know, they got to get him the right opponent, man. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's dudes out here. It's, it's other sharks in them, in them, in them, uh, in them waters. 
where he's uh the weight classes that he's hanging around. And again, you know, I, I just don't know what it takes to make some of these fights happen. Tiafimo, I would love to see him fight Tiafimo, definitely. Um, so I just mentioned, of course, Devin Haney fighting Joseph Jojo Diaz. Wole and I had the privilege of covering Jojo Diaz when he fought Gary Russell Jr. right here in the D.C. area. And Jojo, good dude, good boxer. Devin Haney appears to be the more skilled guy, but Jojo has Man. that dog mentality. Like you said, at their, at their introductory press conference or, their, or the kickoff press conference of this fight, how do you see that fight going out? And this will help Haney, hopefully, to land some better fights because I don't blame Diaz for wanting to fight Ryan Garcia, but, of course, we know the injury happened to Ryan, and that was perfect for Devin Haney, who is looking to land some bigger fights. He's been calling out Tank for a while, too. That's a possibility in the future. What's your thoughts? It's a shame that that's how you have to get a fight, is that ish goes wrong with somebody else, and then they need you. I know. you know, be that as it, be that as it may, here we are. Uh, I thought Diaz's fight against um, Gary Russell Jr. while he came up short was great. I thought he, his, his body work in that fight was impressive. Yes, very. And uh, I think if he can duplicate that type of uh, body work attack on um, Devin Haney, this could get pretty interesting. What the knock on mm. Haney is uh, just doesn't always seem to have that power. Yep. You know, it's, it's right. um, so. Can 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 Diaz uh, mix it up, make it ugly? Can he get close to him and bang? We saw uh, Devin get rocked against Lenaris yes, last time out. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. So um, this this is this is really we don't you know uh, stateside we don't really give a ton of uh, credit to the uh, zone, mm-hmm. but this little this little string of fights that they're in for the last three to four maybe three rocking. to five. Weeks, has really been worthy of whether you had to pay nineteen ninety nine for one month before you did the thirty eight. <laughs> I love, I love Wood, man. He cool. He breaking that down. That he break that. He break that. pay per view business, dog. This is, this you breaking you gotta, that down. <laughs> this is why you gotta have that zone subscription from hey, time to time. Hey, 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 Devin Haney, Devin Haney's jab is going to be important. He's a longer yes. fighter. He's a taller yeah. fighter. Would, yeah. If he if he uses that jab like he can, because we've seen it, he has a very nice jab. I think he'll easily outpoint by twelve round decision. I do not see him stopping JoJo. If he does, I would give that brother all the credit uh, in the world, and he would he would warrant a bigger fight. You know, Tiafimo Lopez is saying after he knocks out George Cambosis, that's also coming up that he's willing to fight Devin Haney. If Devin Haney Stop Joe happening as well. Although Tank needs to step in there, like you Man. said, and get a bigger fight. Although I don't know what uh, the way he moves, he's beyond strategic. It's, and and that's why we got to get Leonard Ellerby on this show. Right. Leonard Ellerby doesn't seem like the type that's going to babysit somebody. He wants Tank to be in big fights. But anyway, um, who, who who would you pick um, in that Diaz and Haney fight? I'm gonna take Haney. Uh, See, I go okay. JoJo. I go JoJo. JoJo. See, I go JoJo. Boxing. That's all good. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take Haney with the all-around boxing, uh, slicker skills, and all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and the thing, like I said, and and, and people, are, people, and Bradley, but I thought he was spot on when speaking of Devin Haney. Like, we don't really know what the hell he is. Yeah. You know, and exactly. I, I think this could be a fight that really defines uh, what exactly what he is and where he is with his game, because. While him and his father have went around talking about fighting various guys, uh, I still don't feel comfortable, especially after he got rocked by Lenaris. Yeah. 
and not being a big power guy, I'm still wondering how he finishes rounds nine through 12 against an elite, you know, another elite cat. Uh-huh. So um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt in this because this is only Diaz's second fight at lightweight. So, uh, and he wasn't a yeah, he wasn't to a me, that benefits him. He wasn't a that monster puncher at 130. So, mm, yeah, I, true. I think it's I think it'll be uh, you know a decision. And and, and like you just said, uh, Ray, mm-hmm. uh, and mentioning the uh, the Tafimo Lopez fight against Cam Bosco Jr. this weekend. Where is that at? Mm-hmm. On the zone. So back to back weeks. <laughs> The 1990, the 1999 is, ain't looking too bad. <laughs> Yo, man, you a trip. Hey, hey, before I let you go, what, what I want to kind of tap in back into the Bud, the Bud, um, uh, Bud Porter uh, discussion because you did write something about leverage. You talked about it a little bit. I kind of want you to dive into it a little bit further. Um, you said Bud now had pretty much has the leverage and you wrote that in the article. What can you go in detail in, in terms of what you meant by like, does he have total leverage in the, in the welterweight division? Well, I think what's helping him, like I tried, I, I outlined earlier, the uh, actually they they're already through one half of that Final Four tournament uh-huh. in the WBA. Uh, Butayev beat uh, Jamal James, so now we need to see Stanionis and uh, you guys get their winner, and then that winner will face Butayev. So, like I said, that's tying things up. So then Bud comes over here and stops a guy who went to war with uh, with EJ. So that's what I'm saying. I think there, I think there's enough public uh, buzz and all of that that now we're looking at EJ like, what are you gonna do? But the, the only out that he really has is that he is coming back from his eye injury. Uh-huh. But again, what I mentioned in the thing, like, do you even risk? It only takes one punch for you to never be able to box again, uh-huh. and you go in here against a lesser name. Uh, that that's risky to me. So it's like. Why not just push? You didn't take any. Uh, you didn't take any warm up coming back, you know, and going in there against a Danny Garcia. You beat the brakes off of him. So, what's wrong with just coming back and making this fight against Bud? And like I said, it wasn't Bud and uh, Bud and Porter wasn't. It was. It actually is how I predicted the fight. I, I predicted that Bud would not engage and, okay. with Porter the way that uh, Spence did. Okay, but. That was just a, a, a kind of a weird uh, game plan for him, but it worked. You know, it, it produced the results that he wanted. Uh-huh. So, like I said, that's that's just kind of where we are right now. Is there is a lot of um, a lot of the talking heads out there are going to start mentioning. I know all the dudes on ESPN were obviously going to say he's the number one welterweight. Of course, yeah. Uh, but I would imagine some of the YouTubers, some of the internet guys, will also start talking about. The differences in the um, in the uh, in the outcomes, and and how effective Porter was against uh, EJ pushing that to a split decision. Yeah. By the way, yes. And now you have uh, Porter online. I don't. I didn't. I didn't tune into his live tonight or whatever he's doing tonight to talk about the fight after the fact. But you know, he's saying that by far, you know. Oh, uh, he said Bud was Bud is the best dude that he's been in the yeah, ring with. He said that. Mm-hmm. So. You know, Spence, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you, you've been at welterweight forever. Uh, there's nothing really for you to go up to 154 for because his buddy, uh, the Charlo brother, has three of the belts up there, and he's got a rematch against Castaño uh, for that undisputed crown. So it's like, 
what are you gonna do, bro? I mean, <laughs> why, why, why we gotta do, why we gotta draw this out, and why why can't we have nice things in boxing? He said, "Why we have nice things?" Oh my god! <laughs> it's looking like it's looking like uh, uh, Demetrius Andre may get that Jamal uh, fight. <laughs> For real, uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you. Oh, anyway, <laughs> thanks, Wood. Hey, Wood, but, hey, but Wood, before we let you go, man, how can our <laughs> listeners catch catch your content and t- tell them about bike down bike down boxing, the website, and and, and the article that we're, we we've been referencing. Yeah, uh, please check me out over at www.bitedownboxing.com. I'm just a one man, uh, you know, one man staff over there right now. Mm-hmm. And actually, I just started resuming since y'all had me in. Uh, you know, had me over for the uh, panel a couple months back. Uh-huh. Uh, that kind of got my uh, my engine going again. So I'm up? back writing uh, and covering fights and whatnot. And the article was basically like Bud Crawford or, or Terrence Crawford, you know, do you believe? Uh-huh. And, um, again, you know, I don't know where – people like what they like. Yes. So, you know, but this fight was important. Because of it being against a mutual opponent. So uh, that's that. As far as catching me, yes, please. Check me out over at uh, BiteDownBoxing.com. And then also you can catch uh, the digital content for uh, Bite Down Boxing. Check that over on Pay Me No Mind, uh, the YouTube channel. Pay Me No Mind. <laughs> My man, hey, hey, well, we appreciate you being on. We gonna, Well, we know we got a bunch of boxing fights coming up down, down the pipe. So we're going to have you on for those segments as well. Appreciate it, man. Right, and man. um, let's get this W this weekend. Uh, hopefully, bro. Hopefully, my man. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, Wood. All right, fellas. All right. Take care. Take care, my man. All right, All right Real quick, we're going to uh, go to break, and we're going to try to finish all these picks out. Well, actually, we can do it now. We don't got to go to break. Uh, we got our NFL pick em challenge with the football garbage time, folks, uh, for week 12. Um, after week 11, I'm here on records, uh, the football garbage time. Uh, well, Will and Ray are 11, I mean, sorry, 101 and 63. I'm 100, um, and 64. Uh, here are our overall standings. I mean, within the challenge, Hakun Wong is in first place with the football garbage on Will and Ray are in, <laughs> are tied with third and I'm in fifth place. You can also check, check out our standings and picks on the football garbage time website, www.footballgarbagetime.com. Within that same site, you can also check out the Football Garbage Time podcast and all NFL, all things NFL football. All right, here we go. We're going to speak through this. Uh, Bears, Lions, Thanksgiving Day. Can I just say real quick go that Harkoon pressed me out so bad last week that I couldn't even I couldn't even make my picks correctly because I, I was rushing to get I was rushing to get it to get the picks to him. Um, so I picked Jacksonville to beat the Forty Nine. I've never done that. What? I was trying to because he. He hit me up in like four different ways. Oh my god! But anyway, it's all that, good. That's crazy. Dude. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm, I got, I got, I got the Bears turkey day, baby. I got Bears too. Um, Even yeah. though I heard they firing, they're going to fire their coach. Me too. I heard that too. I was, that's wild. I heard. Yeah. I got the Bears as well. Raiders versus the Cowboys. I'm gonna take turkey the day. Cowboys on turkey day. I'm gonna take the Raiders. Uh, Bills versus the Saints. Of course, of course, of course you know you're right. right. I mean, I mean, my man, Mark Cooper. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pick Buffalo to back, to bounce back. Trevor Simeon, I'm not feeling. Me, it. me too. Bills as well. Uh, Steelers versus the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals. I got the Bengals at home as well. Buccaneers versus the Colts. I'm going with the Colts. I'm, I'm gonna take the Buccaneers in this one. Panthers, Dolphins. I'm going to go with the. Uh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. 
I got the Dolphins in this one. Yeah, tough one. Titans versus the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I got the Patriots as well. <laughs> Bella cheater, baby. Bella cheat, dude. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Eagles versus the Giants. I'm going with the Eagles. No, I'm Giants. I'm going with the Giants. I'm I got, sorry. I'm I got the Giants. Giants. I got the Giants. They finally got rid of Jason Garrett. They're going to play better football <laughs> at home. Falcons versus, Falcons versus the Jaguars. Uh, I'm reluctant to pick the Falcons. <laughs> they never win when I pick them. Um, but I got to take the Falcons. They lose to the Jaguars. Then, hey, top top five pick. We're going to solidify that thing. All right. Baby. I'm going with the Falcons as well. Uh, Jets versus the Texans. I'm going to take the Texans. I'm going with Texans as well. Uh, Chargers versus the Broncos. Justin Herbert, that's the man. I wish I had him on my team. I got the Chargers. Charger. I got the Chargers too. Rams versus the Packers. I got the Rams. I got the Rams too. Vikings versus the Niners. I'm going with the Vikings. They they scared me, but me they too. They, I'm going they to the We got the same thing. But I got the Vikings too. Hey, uh, Ravens, Browns. <laughs> I'm going to Ravens. I don't. I can't Lamar's go. back, baby. Yeah, I'll trust. Yeah, I don't trust Justin. And this, and we're in Monday night. Seahawks versus Washington. We ain't predicted, so I guess we can do it now. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Russell Wilson in a comeback. I think that uh, Riverboat, he's gonna gamble too hard, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Washington this game. Uh, it is what it is. All right, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amp Papyr Media at amppapyrmedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier Media shows as well as other great content. Ray G's and I appreciate you all for listening. Make sure you keep tuning in. Hope you all have a great turkey day. And shout out, Ox- I mean, my homies who keep saying I'll give them a shout out when they say something that's right about Bud Crawford being the second, well, being the best welterweight in the game. Lawrence to Rodney, shout out to y'all. y'all. Y'all said it from day one. Giving y'all your flowers. Now y'all can get out of my face. Anyway. You've been listening to the Urban Sports Saint for ages. Yiddig deuces. A mega. Lead us out, big homie.